1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: New Hollywood is presented by the Apple TV Plus original series, The Morning Show. The drama series explores the cutthroat world of morning news and the lives of the people who help America wake up in the morning. Told through the lens of two complicated women working to navigate the minefield of high-octane jobs while facing crises in both their personal and professional lives, The Morning Show is an unapologetically candid drama that looks at the power dynamics between women and men and women and women in the workplace. The Morning Show stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, Billy Crudup, Gugu Mbatha-Raw, and Mark Duplass for your Emmy considerations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos.
1: And I'm Amanda Nduca. And Dino, who do we have? For
0: <laughs> this? this week, we have Space Force star Tani Newsome and host of uh, Yo, Is This Racist this podcast, racist which is so podcast. dope as well
1: it's hilarious if you haven't heard it it's they just they just uh, people call in and, and ask questions about what's racist and what's not
0: <laughs> but well uh, the netflix series uh uh space force which is out this week um make sure you watch it it's 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 this really interesting workplace comedy about obviously this branch of the uh, military called the space force and tawny plays as helicopter pilot and it has a stat cast. Can I say yeah, Steve Carell. Carell,
1: Lisa Kudrow, uh, John
0: Malkovich, yeah, Ben Schwartz, friend of the podcast, Jameel Yang, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yes, and
0: uh, uh, Jane Lynch is in it. it it's pr- it's a pretty amazing cast, and Tony is, is is funny. And she had a whole setup when we were talking. Yeah, no, she made me feel
1: so like a simpleton. Like like, (laughs) I'm here with my computer and my headphones. But But she she had a whole mind. Yeah, she's a comedian. She had. I mean, she looked. She was so great. And the show is hilarious. Obviously, Steve Carell is Steve Carell. Like you can't go wrong with Steve Carell. And it's kind of interesting, right? Because the, the the government didn't they just launch a space? force? Yeah, they have a space
0: force, but this it, <laughs> it, it, it was an interesting conversation because we talk about the reality of it and like yeah. the comedy of it and yeah. how how they how the show balances that and it it, it is a very definitely a, a, it's an interesting show if you if you haven't watched it take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow.
1: What's <laughs> wrong <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't know No, no (laughs) watch space force which is out this week uh tawny newsome is super dope and um without further ado here she
1: is yay well tawny thank
0: you so much for joining our virtual podcast as it is now. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me um, from the comfort of my home. (laughs) Yes. I
0: know. I'm liking your artwork in the Mm. back.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you. I've got a couple of um, John Langford pieces. He's my dear friend and a great artist. Um, And then a a podcast fan poster for Spontanea Nation. And then something I got off of um, the internet, and I don't remember the artist, so that's a that's a bad job I'm doing.
0: <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> and, well, Amanda. I haven't never commented on that fancy couch that you sit on when you do the
1: podcast. This is actually this is not my couch. This is my parents' bedroom. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. I'm, I'm and will they Te- be joining us? <laughs> <laughs> they should <laughs> special guest. No, I'm at, I'm in Texas for my quarantine. I'm at, I came home. And so there's like seven of us else. So this is the only place that I can get peace and quiet.
0: But Tony, thank you so much. Um, I, I, I fixed my hair for you because mm-hmm. I, I shaved my own, I cut my own hair and I was so excited.
1: Ooh, how oh, congrats. Yeah. Good it's it looks like it turned out. No.
0: I know. I did the whole. I just shaved the sides in the back, and this is after a month of me researching on YouTube. So um, I good was, for you. Um, new
1: know, new yeah. skill during quarantine. So you 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 passed the test apparently. <laughs> I know.
0: I, I, I I'm I'm like really feeling this kind of shaved side. Someone called me jailbait. I don't understand why, but man, whatever. Um, Mm. But but yeah, Tony, thank you again for just taking the time out, chatting with us, star of Space Force. Uh, 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 among other
2: one of many (laughs) one of many 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 stars i just want to say there are so (laughs) many people
1: the cast cast is stacked though so (laughs) it it is really stacked
2: really stacked Mm
1: -hmm. to the Um, point where like
2: i've had really wonderful close friends who are not in the business just like old old friends of mine text me and be like why in the credits of the trailer does your name come before Lisa Kudrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone's like happy for me, but also like so confused and shading me a little bit. And I'm You're like, not, trust me, like no I don't know shade. either. You're it it agent is, but
1: negotiator. like. <laughs> like
2: so it's it's only not shade because they're not in the business, so like they don't totally get how yeah, like series yeah. regular versus recurring works. And, but I don't bother to explain it to them. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's witchcraft. Um, this shouldn't be how it is.
0: <laughs> well, at least you know that they're a true friend, though, right? Yeah, because they're, they're, they're they looking out you. Yeah, yeah.
2: They're like, this doesn't make sense, and someone's gonna be mad at you. You should have this changed.
0: <laughs> they're like, all, oh my god, it's so that's so happy for you, but. I I have a question yeah <laughs> why? why
2: why do you seem like you're in it so much shouldn't you be in the back <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean like i love seeing you and all but i don't think you really belong
2: <laughs> it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right <laughs> no but yeah i mean too many too many stars to even name i was starting to like tag more um of our recurring guests on twitter and yeah. then i was like oh shit like i didn't see like an article for certain people go out. So I don't know if I can announce it. So I was just like, I'm going to shut up before I get somebody in trouble. But like there, it is so stacked. It is shocking. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, But before we jump into the Space Force discussion, um, how are you doing, Tani? How is, how is this your quarantine going? I
2: am fine. You know, as I like to say, global pandemic aside, (laughs) we're great. Right. It's like, uh, you know, I have these warring feelings in my brain and heart right now where I'm like, oh, there's so many people hurting and struggling that I am torn apart by that thought pretty much every night, every day and night. It wakes me in the night um, thinking about people and what a hard time they're going through. But also, like, I am so grateful for the place I'm in, like my career, my family is, for the most part, healthy, like I'm very fortunate right now. And so I'm trying to hold space for both of those things because to ignore one of them feels I- insane. So <laughs> I feel like I feel good. I'm taking care of myself. I have a little bit of space where I live, which yeah. has been such a good like mental health thing to just have outdoor space because a lot of people don't have that. So I'm so thankful that I I can't complain about anything.
1: Yeah. Are you are you in Cal- you're in California, right? Or I am. Yeah. California? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So so California is opening up this week, right? I'm- I don't. No. <laughs> what have yeah, you guys I just heard.
0: read. I read that Mr. Newsom and his hair are re- are re- reopening like slowly. Yeah. I think hiking trails will be open on Friday, um, uh, and then like a handful of other things. But it's still going to be like they, the the reason they were saying that it's social distance, dis- like businesses that can accommodate social distancing or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I don't know about you, but I'm still staying at home. Uh, oh
1: yeah, they—they <laughs> yeah. they oh yeah—they opened Texas like I guess they started the rollout like last Friday, and there's already <laughs> nobody's following so- social distance guidelines. Like my dad said, he picked up mm-hmm. he picked up um, some like Tex Mex yesterday, and the restaurant was packed. And <laughs> no, there's already See? been like three, like, salon owners that have been arrested, like... <laughs> that, yeah, we can't do this. Like, this is not working, people. <laughs>
2: we cannot I mean, do this. This is uh, what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I, I get,
0: I get... See, when I hear stories like that, I get nervous. But, you know, yeah. I guess, like, the only thing we can do is just kind of stay in our own... Like take right. care of ourselves and who we love because Truly. I was watching like the first thing I watched when I woke up this morning. I don't know why I read the news first thing. Like I guess it's part of my job, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but <laughs> it was this like gym in Victorville that opened and they're like, Oh, we're 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 not gonna we're not going to follow Newsom's uh, orders because people need to work out and it's (laughs) important to, to, uh, it's our constitutional right to work out and our mental health. And (laughs) I was like,
1: oh, what the... And then yeah. they
0: interviewed some girl, and she was all, I invite Newsom to come work out with me, and then he, we could talk. And also, what does that
2: even have to do with it?" Why are you, like, CrossFit challenging the governor? Like, this is wild. Also, I love constitutional right. Like, yes, when the forefathers sat down, dipped that quill into ink, they said, Thou shalt deadlift whenever thine wants to. Like, get out of here. Just say you want to work out and you don't know how to follow a YouTube video. Just be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because the rest of us I have mean, figured it out.
0: Right. Yeah, we, I bought some apps. I bought some TRX bands. You know, right. I've been on that TRX game, whatever. I don't even know if it's working. But
2: you know what?
1: <laughs> as, I, long you as, do- breaking, as long as you're doing something, that's all that matters, right? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm You are, breaking yeah, a sweat. you're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what for you guys, what has been the most surprising, I guess, behavior that you've witnessed or experienced during this quarantine? because i've I'm honestly surprised by by everything. <laughs> like myself or like around no, us? just like what ha- like just what you witness, like people's attitudes. I didn't I honestly mm. didn't think that people would be mad about staying away from a virus. Like I never thought that people would be like, oh, you know, this is our we're you're, locking us up in house or like, I thought this was people to be appreciative, but I mean, I know people are losing their jobs and stuff, but I always just thought that, I mean, it's I don't want to get sick,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems a little it seems like common sense, yeah, I guess I'm surprised and I'm not surprised. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised because, like, this is a country founded on the idea of we do what we want when we want. It is not founded on the idea of maybe don't do exactly what you want right now for the greater good of society right. and people's health. Like that is not in our constitution. Right. So yeah. I'm not surprised by people whiling out a little bit. I guess I am <laughs> surprised that, like, that like I don't know I, again n- I'm not surprised but like people yeah. being rude to like um grocery store workers and yeah. Like, yeah. God. <laughs> being so extra in the like two places you get to go if you want to go outside so bad you should be so excited to go to a grocery store you should be sunshine and happiness and giving blessings to everybody I, you're right. so mad yeah, yeah so that's I, a little wild
0: <laughs> no I think it's and also I do like how some people aren't like yes, they're they're wearing the mask, but they think that's all you need to do. They're yeah. like, oh, I could just act how I will. I, I normally do, and I think L.A. is notoriously known for people not aware of their surroundings, and mm-hmm. and uh, they don't see people coming when they're walking down the street. It's it's pretty trash, and um, <laughs> I, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I just it, it boggles me in, uh, how people are not aware the mask is just going to do so much that just because yeah. you're wearing a mask doesn't mean you're 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 invincible or whatever that's and like, you know yeah it's, that's
1: a good point that's a good point mm-hmm. because I was surprised that people don't know that gloves can still infect like people, yeah. people think that wearing gloves is like the end all be- like but if you touch something with those gloves on you can still effect. you're still
2: touching it <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah (laughs) I mean I did I did wear gloves I went because you know there's a Ralph's next to me and I go there when I can but there's some I had to go to the Asian store because there are some things that I can't get at Ralph's I have to go get a big jar of kimchi because I wanted kimchi fried rice so I was like I, I went there I wore gloves and I've gotten down to a science where I could go in and out in like 25 to 30 minutes. Like, oh, you nice. have to know. You have to know what you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also the Asian store isn't crowded because people are scared of Asians right now. So
2: there Yeah, go. because, because <laughs> of racism. So that's, yes. that's racism working in your favor. Yes.
1: <laughs> Speaking that's of true, racism, that's true. <laughs> I, I want to... Yeah, I wanna talk about your podcast because I I I listened to a couple of episodes and I'm like, yo, I didn't know people didn't yo, this know is that racist. this was racist. So Tony, like what's the most racist thing somebody has said or asked on this podcast? Because I was really just curious because I'm surprised that a lot of people don't know stuff, things that are, are blatantly obviously racist are racist.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know what the most – I mean, I tend to kind of forget the (laughs) questions Mm -hmm. after we talk about them just because there's so many – it 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 would never end. Like, we're gonna get tired of doing this show before we'd ever run out of like the voicemail inbox is so deep mm-hmm. with the wildest things. Um, sometimes I just get surprised yeah. by like people's interpersonal uh like how it seems like people don't have a lot of interpersonal conversations just with like friends and loved ones, married couples, like um, you know, uh interracial couples that don't talk about this stuff and it's not necessarily that one person is doing something horrifying, it's just like little ignorances or things that you didn't grow up learning because you're not Korean or you're not black. Like the fact that you didn't ask these things before you got married, sometimes that blows my mind a little bit, but you know, we try not to be like, we constantly joke. We're like, we're not journalists. This is not news. This is not advice. We are comedians. We just have perspective being two people of color. And then we try to have on yet a third person who has probably Mm -hmm. yet a different perspective. So between the three of us, we just try to have a conversation that sort of ferrets out what uh, an answer could look like, but um, it's definitely not meant to be like, you know, we're the authority on race. I certainly wouldn't want that job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I do. Like, I love that podcast. I mean, uh, and, you know, Andrew, Andrew's a friend too. And, I think Andrew's so funny and how he, I, I think it's funny how you, you guys handle the um, the questions and I, I, Andrew's just so down all the time. He's all, I don't know, everything's trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I, I love that That's about him. That's pretty standard. But it, it is wild, the questions you get. And I do like how you guys, uh, you guys... <laughs> constantly say keep your voicemail short but then they just keep talking talking yeah they tell a whole they do a whole monologue Mm. and everything they give us a whole
2: backstory (laughs) sometimes we cut them in half because we're like we didn't need to know all these people's (laughs) full-ass names and like their whole life like (laughs) have some privacy sir
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right um but like so tony we we uh, on the we at the new Hollywood podcast, if I may say <laughs> we mm-hmm. like to start we like to talk about um um people's and guests their beginnings in this industry um sort of just you know an over an overview of your journey like when did when did everything when did this so this entertainment thing start for you and then we also like to ask comedians this question could be pretty silly, but we also like to ask comedians like when did they first learn they were funny. <sighs>
2: Oh, well, I think I knew I was funny because I was an only child and I was laughing all the time, and there was no one <laughs> else around. So <laughs> <laughs> I must have been entertaining you were like, myself. All,
0: you were like, oh, I, I entertain myself, girl.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've always been a uh, uh, make your own fun type of a person. Um Yeah. So that's funny. Even when I was like, this kind of goes into your other question about how I got started, but I've done a lot of stuff. I started in theater. Um, I like pretty serious, you know, like heightened language type theater. Then Transitioned into musical theater. And then I was like, oh, I love to sing and I love theater, but I don't necessarily love doing them together. Mm-hmm. So then I joined a bunch of bands back when I was in Chicago and was doing storefront theater. And then eventually found my way to the Second City. Um, and the Second City put me on a touring company where we, like, you know, plane, bus, van, rental car, whatever. We toured the whole U.S. basically for about 11 months. I was on the touring company. And because I'd been in bands and stuff, and whenever I wasn't touring with Second City, I would kind of squeeze in little two week things with like this little band over here or this cover band over there um one of my castmates mike kaczynski who's a a tv writer now he was like you are such a make your own fun person because we could be in iowa or something and i would like find some little hike or some weird little thing and you know after the show i'd be like okay guys tomorrow morning before call like if you want we can do this and i'd have all these little like plans and then if no one wanted to go i would just go Mm -hmm. um and I think that stems from me being really young and like always wanting to entertain myself and not always having a playmate um but yeah so Second City was kind of my that's where I found my comedic voice you know I joined the the main company the main stage cast and was there on the main stage for four years I guess Mm -hmm. Four and a half, maybe. And um, it was wild because, you know, it's like a uh, for anyone who hasn't been in Chicago, the the resident stages there, they get these incredible audiences. So they get 300 people a night packed in there every night, eight shows a week. Um, because it's this tourist destination. So you get some locals, some young comedy students, but then you just get this huge influx of people who are like, their kids are visiting college and checking out Northwestern and oh, let's take in Second City at night. So you get this large swath of an audience that is from all over and from all over the world, truly. So what you do is you try out material in front of them. And you test out things that you think are funny and that your castmates think are funny and that your director has said, okay, you can try this in front of 300 paying strangers. And then you go up and you show it to them. And if you show it to them, you know, two or three groups of these 300 strangers and you don't get the laughs, it's a pretty fantastic barometer for telling you, like, okay, this is the most wild-ass focus group I could have for this <laughs> joke that I love. Nobody loves it. So maybe <laughs> maybe it's not great. <laughs> so it, it really taught me to, like, uh, learn to craft jokes in a way that was, like, not that personal. Like, it was such a good way to just be... There was no debate, you know? Like, a lot of times now you sit in a writer's room and you can debate forever if something's funny and then it airs on TV and unless a blogger writes about it, how do you really know if people laugh at it? But once I've heard... A thousand people, 10,000 people laugh at jokes that I've written. It, it's like, okay, well, I know no one can take this away from me now. So I left Second City um, because I was also trying to be on TV and I got killed off of every ambulance show in Chicago. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I can't be on TV anymore. I'm, I'm dead in the entire Chicago Med, Fire, PD oh, yeah. universe,
0: <laughs> the Chicago verse, exactly. Chicago verse.
2: I, I was dead. Um, yeah. So my husband and I moved out here for like a, a pilot season, just to kind of try it out, and then um, shortly after that, I booked bajillion dollar properties, which mm. became like really the defining moment of my TV work because. We were such a tight cast, still are. We still have a text thread that has been going since 2016. We That just, is
0: so wild.
2: <laughs> it is maybe too wild. Um, I can't <laughs> believe we're all still friends. Like, maybe this shouldn't have happened. Um, no, but I really just made such friends for life. Like, they really are a family, and yeah, from that experience, that was also like improvised and, you know, it was lightly scripted, but we were just improvising for 12 hours a day. And we did four seasons of that on the now defunct CISO. Um, oh, but yeah. R.I.P. CISO. R.I.P. <laughs> <R. P. laughs> <R. P>. CISO.
1: <laughs> Wait, it's funny, I want to ask you, because like one of my biggest fears is being on stage in front of people. What was, what, what do you call about your, your first time being on stage in front of a, an audience and telling your jokes?
2: Um, well, I mean, I'd done a lot of theater, so okay, I had done an- – a yeah, I was used to being on stage but saying other people's words. And I think, um, yeah, it, maybe it was a little nerve-wracking to get on stage. And then I guess when you join the touring company, you're not saying a lot of your words either. You're doing what they call archival scenes, which are like scenes that Second City alumni, like people like Steve Carell and Tina Fey wrote a long time ago. And then you're kind of like – it's like the revival of them – um, so I guess when I got to the resident company and I was really performing like my work, I don't know. I was comforted by the math of it all. Like I could fight and fight for a joke, but if the, all those people didn't like it, it was empirical. I could, you know, I couldn't argue anymore.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I was a huge fan of bajillion dollar properties and, um, uh, I love Kulop who, uh, Lysop, The best. Who, who's great. Um. And that show, I mean, I was happy that, you know, it, it did, I think, it, is it on, like, the, four, the, the, the fourth season? Was it that got on Pluto,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, and so or now I think you like can, yeah. maybe you can watch all of them on Pluto, and Pluto's free, I think.
0: Yeah, 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 so that, it's, you know, with that, kind of, how did you kind of navigate that, that the cancellation of that show, or... end of that show because i was like hoping that would go on (laughs) which i'm sure you were as well yeah
2: you know it was lucky in that we shot it so fast that we were able to crank out four seasons in such a short amount of time that CISO existed um so it's not like it felt like it had run its course but it it felt like we got to do a lot and we were all like grateful for being able to do that much it was also such a ton of work for kulap like Mm. she wore so many hats Creating that thing. It was her baby. And I think she was grateful to have space to work on her documentary and do a bunch of other stuff. Mm. And so, and I think we were all kind of like, okay, well, this doesn't take up that much time and it's not prohibitive of doing other things. So, like, we can all go off and do other things and maybe we'll find a new home for this and we can come back to it. Um, that didn't happen, but it still does feel like something like well, down the line, if there's a Christmas special, maybe one day, it feels like we're all kind of game for, that. for
0: it. I'm all I, for I think. That. We,
2: yeah, I think we'd be into it. It's just like finding out the timing and who yeah. knows.
0: Because there's so many of you all. And uh, w- with that with that text thread, do you accidentally text it when you went to text one person? Has, have people gotten in trouble with the yeah. text thread? Because there's a lot of you Ooh. guys. With that. I've gotten in trouble with like text threads before. I've, I've texted the wrong thing to the wrong person and they're like, oh, what? Uh, talking shit and all (laughs) that
2: you know i have not i have not ever gotten in trouble i can't i don't know if anybody else has i don't know sometimes things get a little like heated in there because we are like a family i mentioned i'm an only child so i don't I didn't always know what this relationship was like to have kind of like a sibling, like a nagging, picking relationship with your coworkers. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people get their feelings hurt a little bit, but (laughs) (laughs) nothing too (laughs) major. We all bounce back.
0: (laughs) Um, And now you are on a show called Space Force, as we have mentioned, which, you know, it's so interesting. I want to say that the administration announced Space Force, and I want to say, feel like the next day they were like oh hey there's gonna be a show about okay. it it was very a short time frame before you know after like when they announced that they were doing this new branch of military and then the the uh, um the show was announced um, was it
2: i i don't remember mm-hmm. I, I
0: felt like it was because, well maybe it's just because it was just all new together you know just yeah mm, they announced could be it and then the show came out but you know with the show what was your first reaction to it because when they announced it in the administration people a lot of people i want to say can safely say that they were like oh, this is kind of ridiculous but then you may you're making the show about it where you're, these people are entering this space where i guess they have to take it seriously it's like how do you
1: and yeah
0: it's also they have to take their job seriously and then at the same time in real life there's this real space force thing that's happening that we're like a lot of the people in the rest of the world are like "Oh, what the fuck is this so how do you even like just balance that you know and and how do you enter this this comedy in that what kind of mind frame are you in
2: i guess like the easiest answer is like i personally don't really have to balance that thankfully like greg daniels and steve carell who wrote the pilot they created it and they they they're tasked with them and all the writers they're tasked with balancing kind of the absurdity of it, but also, like, for my character, my character's a a military person. Like, she came from the Air Force, and she, you know, requested this transfer, so I imagine there are plenty of military people who are like, maybe they have personal opinions about the spending or whether this is totally useful, but maybe, you know, I bet there are just some Air Force pilots that are kind of also interested in space, so you, I, I think there becomes... You know, it's kind of like improv in a lot of ways, and I'm going to bring this around because anyone who's been in the military is going to be like, what, bitch? The military is like improv? What are you talking about? Um, But what I'm trying to say is like...
0: My dad was
1: in the Air Force, so I'll
2: ask Okay, <laughs> well, let's see if I can make this make sense. Um, but, like, okay. improv, I always joke that, like, improv gave me my voice. It gave me my start. It is, like, what I owe most of my career success to. But it is also the corniest, most embarrassing, stupidest thing. Like, <laughs> it can be so ridiculous mm-hmm. that, it, you, like, you kind of have to hold that space of, like, this is some embarrassing nonsense that I do as a grown-ass woman in my 30s to be like, ooh, now I'm a refrigerator. Come pay $5 to see me do this. But at the same time, like, it's it's my career. So, I don't know. I'm not saying the military is frivolous, no. but, like, I bet there are people that are like, oh, maybe this isn't exactly how I would do it if I were creating the Space Force, but I still want to be part of it.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I think I get what you're saying. It's like, you take, well, I, I would normally say, you know, it's kind of like you're taking the work seriously, but not so much yourself, or maybe mm-hmm. some other way around. I'm not sure. But
2: yeah, I, I, there's gotta be some I get dichotomy what you're
0: Yeah, like, I get what you're there's saying. There's gotta like, be something. Yeah, I, I think I understand what you're saying. I'll double check with my dad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or let's,
0: Look, let, me, know, let me send him the link and let him <laughs> zoom in.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I understand what I'm saying, so it's good. We can move on. <laughs> Did
0: you, what What kind of military training did you go, did you have to go through full out military training? Did you, can you fly a helicopter um, now?
2: I cannot <laughs> fly a helicopter. I will, I will not even get in a real helicopter. Yeah. I'm too Thanks. frightened. Um, okay. no, we have a, an amazing visual effects department. So we sat in a real, it's a real helicopter, but yeah, it's all VFX when we're flying and stuff. Um, but, uh, we had this really cool, um, military advisor named Mark who was on set every day and just like. From day one, and this is the stuff that I was like, oh, the theater kid in me is, like, so excited because it feels like, oh, you're at rehearsals because he, like, came to my trailer one day and was like, hey, if you have some downtime, I'll, like, teach you how to, you know, parade rest and salute properly and all this stuff and, like, corrected our posture. And he was just so easy, and I felt like he had such an excitement to be talking about something he was such an expert in, but to be, you know, on a Hollywood film set, that's got to be a cool job. So it was just cool, because I could come to him anytime and be like, hey, I'm thinking for this scene because I'm in Class A's. I'm going to wear my hair a little different. Like, what's allowed? And he would, like, talk through all the, like, regulations. And, yeah. So I didn't have to do full boot camp, although a few of our days of filming in the desert, um, which, not to give away spoilers, but you guys will see in Episode 5, that felt like two days oh, right. of basic training
0: that was the one I've I've watched I think I. that was the last one I watched the oh okay
2: that about. yeah was <laughs> a brutal two days just a physically punishing two days so I was like huh maybe I do kind of have a small sliver of understanding of what boot camp <laughs> might be like
1: um so how did you how did the role come to you was it did you audition for it like was it or did they did they um
2: no, are straight up audition. Only?
1: Are you are you offer?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm offer only, and I say please put my name before Lisa Kudrow. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> are you out of your mind?
1: <laughs> no, it was a
2: straight up audition, and I'm. It was for the the prolific and incredible Allison Jones, um, who I'd actually never auditioned for. I had never. I had met her. I'd seen her around. I felt like we were friendly. I had just, there had never been the right thing or I had never been called in or whatever. And so um, I read this pilot and I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've read this year. This is fantastic. I'll just go in like any other, you know, everything's such a long shot these days. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, then I went in and she is so great that she just makes you feel at ease right away because I'd been working enough to where I was like, I know that I know what I'm doing and it's just a question of whether they want what I'm doing. So I wasn't like nervous about like not doing a good job. I was like, I understand the character. I'll just, you know, do what I think is great. And they'll tell me whatever. And right after the audition, she was like, cool. Okay. We'll see you next week for callbacks. And I was like, Oh,
1: you're allowed to just that? tell
2: us. Right after. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> How reassuring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's great.
1: They might as well. I, don't, I, don't, I never really understand why they, they make people wait. Like, I'm sure, like, they really know, like, in the room who's going to get a call back or not.
2: Yeah, yeah maybe when you're Allison, like, you, you've you got that power to just be like, like you, get to, come back.
0: <laughs> you well, get to come back. Well, you know, also you're offer only. And,
2: you know, <laughs> oh, don't, don't forget. Don't I forget. love that this rumor is going to start. Well, maybe,
1: maybe, <laughs> maybe after this you can, like, officially be offer only because this is, this is a pretty big deal. Yeah, so, <laughs> don't, it is. I, and I I may change my
2: tune about this, but I don't fully understand being offer only like at, at anywhere near my level, because it, I, I imagine that some people, even if you're famous, I imagine some people still want to see you read like they just want to see yeah. how you do it. So like yeah. to take yourself out of consideration because you won't read. Watch. Catch me in three years, though. I'm going to be like, I won't shoot anything unless you come to my house. So this could all be nonsense. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, but it's
0: true. It's true. It's like if you're like the biggest actor and, you know, you're off your own land, you're 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 at the caliber of, let's say, like Leonardo DiCaprio and you don't read and you go into this role just like you get it. And what if you can't deliver, you know, Yeah. At the end of the day? I mean, no shade to Leo. I'm sure he's fine with <laughs> everything he does.
1: You know? I'm sure he's I fine. Love- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, I, I loved him in Titanic.
1: Uh. is that
2: the last Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> film we've seen because I'm concerned that, how long
0: have you been in quarantine that's right. the last film. I've been in quarantine since 1996 oh so. boy <laughs> new hollywood is presented by the apple tv plus original series the morning show the drama series explores the cutthroat world of morning news and the lives of the people who help america wake up in the morning told through the lens of two complicated women working to navigate the minefield of high octane jobs while facing crises in both their personal and professional lives the morning show is an unapologetically candid drama that looks at the power dynamics between women and men and women and women in the workplace. The morning show stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, Billy Crudup, Gugu Mbatha-Raw, and Mark Duplass for your Emmy consideration.
1: I just wanted you. To, I just wanted to ask you if you could tell us a little bit about your character. Um, yeah, so uh,
2: Captain First Class Angela Ali. I told you a little bit. She transferred from the Air Force, um, helicopter pilot. Um, uh, General Naird, who's uh, Steve Carell, is her boss. And she's kind of put on this detail where she is um, uh, tasked with kind of like getting him around safely from the base to, you know, he goes to his daughter's school at one point, a couple other locations. So it's kind of a low risk job. Um, but I think she, you know, she had other reasons for wanting to transfer over to Space Force. It wasn't just to be like a helicopter taxi. Um mm-hmm. But she really looks up to General Naird and she sees, you know, his future as maybe a type of future. Not that she necessarily wants to command an entire branch of the military. But, you know, in the pilot, um, she asks him, like, hey, you're rated for this specific type of um, uh, plane. And they share a little moment because... You know, she can fly a lot of different types of stuff, but he can fly even more because he's been at it longer. And so I think that's really exciting for her to be like, hey, we're kind of a kindred spirit. I, I nerd out about different, you know, aircraft and stuff. Yeah. Um, but she's also, you know, um, she's very like kind of witty and quick and sort of sardonic. Um, I think that's also just because I can't play a role that isn't a little sarcastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but, yeah, uh, she really kind of came together, you know, as a lovely collaboration between the writers and Greg and me. And, you know, they were so open about um, taking, like, uh, pitches and ideas and letting us improvise and stuff that uh, it really does feel like a, a, a collaboration, a, a true use oh, of the word.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you sort of balance, the like Dino mentioned, it's, the Space Force is a real thing. Um, it was just well- announced. So so yeah. How, how do you like sort of approach balancing the comedy and the, I guess the seriousness? Because I mean, it, it is there is a lot of funny elements about the show, but they're dealing with something that's very serious and also could be very real.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like anyone who has a very serious job right now. Shout out mm-hmm. to our healthcare workers and first responders. Yes. And, um, yeah. I think everyone is able to find moments of comedy, even in the most serious circumstances. And it's not always like gallows humor or super dark humor. Sometimes it's just you find uh, moments of levity, quirky things. You find ironic things that, that you share with your coworkers, just like you would at an office job or something that's a little bit lower stakes. So I think the writers have done a really great job of maintaining that and giving us space to you know there's definitely some serious like action movie quality stuff that goes down this season Mm -hmm. and and maybe there's even room in some of those moments to have a little like well these are still funny people and these people Mm -hmm. see this stuff all the time maybe Mm -hmm. they don't see exactly this stuff all the time we're talking about (laughs) outer space but but yeah they're they're no stranger to intense circumstances being in the military
0: it is like the, the, like I, like we've mentioned before, the cast is, is pretty amazing. And uh, I, I do want to ask, like, I hate asking that question, like, how is it like to work with so and so? But it's so interesting because <laughs> because it's such a crackpot question. You're like, oh, oh, my God, how is it like to work with X, Y, and Z? It's like, all, oh, you know, you, you you're not going to
1: say, answer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to go because, like, I'm not going to spill though. any real tea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: because you have, I think it, what I like about the cast is like, I don't know if this is going to sound weird, but it's like very much hitting a lot of audiences in this mm-hmm. interesting way. You know, you have Steve Carell. You have John freaking Malkovich in there. Yeah. You have Lisa Kudrow, who is built below you. you
2: have- <laughs> oh my God. Don't, don't you can't mention, mention it again. Up. It's going to stress me out.
0: <laughs> you have, I and mean, then you also have Jimmy O. Yeah, you have um, Ben Schwartz. And I, I think the combination is so is so great and you know how did you guys like kind of have another kind of boot camp where you kind of created this chemistry within the group beforehand before you started filming
2: you know i i guess what we did have um our director for our pilot episode paul king um was really fantastic because he had us do, um, you know, rehearsals where, you know, in TV, you don't really get a lot of time for rehearsal, just no cameras, no nothing, just in an empty stage with some tape on the ground. Again, like taking me back to my theater roots. Um, So that was nice to just like Steve and I went through all of our scenes together uh, for the episodes that had been written at the time, which was I I think one through four. And we did that within the span of like, you know, a a couple of hours for a couple of days. And that, that, like, relaxed me a little bit because, you know, I mean, he's the king. And so even though he's the most normal, down-to-earth, nicest dude ever, he's the, he's the best thing of television. Like, he's <laughs> he's such a king of comedy that it, it is uh, – it's it's just intimidating no matter how chill he is. So just being able to, like, rehearse stuff with him, I was like, okay, well, at least I know, like, I'm not going to look foolish up here next to him Um <laughs> But, yeah, and then the only other thing I think we all kind of did together as a main cast, um, minus Lisa, because she wasn't there yet, was, uh, I don't know, we had one of those, like, Netflix sexual harassment meetings that was (laughs) honestly, like, honestly kind of fun. And, like, I know, you know, people either, like, take these things extremely seriously, which they should, and it can be kind of tense in the room, or people make fun of them. And I feel like we did neither. I feel like we were very chill our netflix hr person was really chill like we just kind of talked through some stuff looked at some slides you know talked about our experiences and it was really nice i was like oh this was a lovely little mandatory
1: meeting wow. everybody well, the- had to do it too even steve and lisa
2: <laughs> um Lisa wasn't there but yeah I think like most of our main cast like they just kind of grabbed us because we'd been rehearsing and they were Lock like up. okay sit down and go through these slides and stuff and we just talked about like oh. how comedies changed and like you know everyone's oh. everyone in that group is on the right side of the world so Good. there was no like no one was in there was being like, like why can't I say the n-word um it was very <laughs> everyone was like this oh. is cool let's talk about it so we get to know each yeah. other's sensibilities a little bit which was nice well you know
0: it's oh, nice no. to know that Every industry has HR training, no matter what, you know, no matter what.
1: As they should, man. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah, the shows are starting to take it real seriously. Like, every show I've done in the last couple years has one of those big meetings, and sometimes they they are tense.
0: Well, it's required now because people, some people don't know how to act right. So. Apparently. Truly. <laughs> and it shows with this industry. Truly.
2: <laughs> on Space Force, everybody acts right. I got to put that yeah. out there.
1: I was yeah, going to ask, is there a lot of like breaking, like, I, because obviously there's, there's, you have, like you said, a comedic uh, king on the in the cast. Is there a lot of breaking character? Like, do you guys just la- you get, hold back your laughters? Um,
2: I... I normally am a big breaker. Like, I just get so tickled by people and I get so excited. But I think the, like, extreme, like, it- this is a big show. It is big there's a lot happening I mean there would be whole you know there'd be like 10 tanks driving down towards me and I'm supposed to say like one little quick line as the camera pans away and it's all one shot so that there is not time if they were waiting because I'm giggling or because I'm messing around I would have melted and died um so I think it it made all of us kind of like straighten up a little bit I mean me and Ben Schwartz still anytime we were on set together had a full like running Laurel and Hardy show just going on the side. Um, I don't know if that annoyed other people, but we didn't do it when we were filming, so I think we're okay.
0: <laughs> well, it's like I mean, you know, you being from the uh, improv world, um, it, it and what's going on right now. I, I don't know if you you have participated, but uh, in like these kind of zoom improv shows that are that are happening um i just recently talked to lauren lapkus about it you know we have friends that are in ucb and they're doing these live shows on zoom um have you done any uh, anything of the sort yet
2: i have not no i've done a little bit of music with some friends over zoom but um you know it's tough with the lag and stuff but uh yeah. no i haven't done any improv yet yeah because i was
0: I, I was going to ask like because I did ask this to, or some of my friends who are just in improv troops and they do like these little little shows. Um, not little, that sounds like I'm diminishing them. They're little shows. <laughs> but then they do these improv shows like, you know, Asian AF and Filipino AF and all these things. And I asked them, I'm like, oh, is it hard, you know, to do? Like you said, with music, it's hard because there's a lag. but how would you imagine doing improv through this medium and, you know, we're seeing it done, but how do you think you'd navigate it?
2: Um, well, I guess I would try to just listen more because, you know, the tendency is to kind of like over when you're nervous or when you feel like there's space, but especially with this, um, with like, you know, the technological difficulties. I mean, we're experiencing it here, just trying to do a podcast and we can see each other and we all have like fast internet. So, but just imagine like any of that is kind of taken away or diminished it, it's probably pretty hard. Um, yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but I imagine I would, depending on who was in the show with me, I would probably be, like, a little quieter and just trying to, like, make sure I'm not totally stepping on someone's stepping on someone's bit. <laughs> and then after the show, there'd probably just be profuse apologizing.
0: <laughs> well, it can be done, and I, I do. I, I actually, I'm just, like, really impressed with how... Uh, we're adapting i'm not necessarily Mm -hmm. calling it the new normal because i refuse to call it the new normal a part of me doesn't want to accept that this is reality now in this weird in this weird way because i really do want to be in a studio again and 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 talk to people face to face and and you get a different vibe from them because um i just doing this you know um I forgot what I was going to say, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but Look, that just happens. Talk about
1: raci- just talk about racism. <laughs> let's just talk racism. That.
0: Racism. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, but, um, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, you know, let you know, me, let me shift back to your, um, your podcast. Um, oh, uh, we
1: don't have you know. to. <laughs> no, uh, it's a great because podcast.
0: I, I, it, it fascinates. I've been listening to that for, 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 for years. And, you know, it, it is a comedy podcast, but at the same time, it, it boggles me the questions that you get and and how people don't know that a thing is racist. Um, mm. But uh, how, how how has that changed your how, how has the doing the podcast with Andrew changed your perception on racism now?
2: Um, you know, I I always say that the, the thing that podcast did most for me is um c- bring some of my dearest friends now into my life. Like Andrew has now become one of my dearest friends. Um, our producer emeritus, Cody Ziegler, producer Zig, he's become one of my dearest friends. We have like another, you know, very lengthy text chain going. Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know if it's the podcast or if it's just these group, this group of people, but um, it's made me very like grateful to have sounding boards for things, uh, you know, everything, not just... Racism, But like industry things and yeah, it's made me feel better about, you know, because it's hard sometimes to talk about the industry with your other friends who are also in the industry because everyone's careers are at different places. And there's a lot of sensitivities with, you know, feeling like I'm very fortunate and my problems might be different from someone who feels like they are struggling. Um, But with like Andrew and Zig and a couple of our other friends that I've really met through that show, it's it's given me like a, a space and a vocabulary to still talk about like common problems or issues we face and not have any like judgment or sometimes have like an extreme amount of judgment. But it's all done with love, you know,
1: yeah I think that's important. I think that's an important thing, a topic to raise. I think there's still a lot of problems, obviously, with racism in this country and not just this country, but all over the world. So I, I, I'm loving what you guys are doing with this podcast.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm loving what you guys are doing with this
1: podcast. We try. (laughs) We're all just trying to do our parts. Um, But before we, uh, we begin to wrap, um, what's next for you? What can you tell us that you have coming up?
2: um coming up next is um actually a project i started before space force uh, but because of the nature of animation it takes longer to do um i'm doing star trek lower decks which is oh, that's right yeah yeah it um it's created by mike mcmahon who came from the rick and morty ranks mm-hmm. um He's a mega Star Trek fan and one of the funniest people, and so and and just such a sweet, empathetic person. So that combination is so perfect for Star Trek because Star Trek is so like earnest and just really you know hopeful. And Mike is those things, but he's also wildly funny and very sarcastic. Um, so yeah, this is the first star thing under the Star Trek IP that is uh, a comedy um it's a half hour it's animated it's with my buddy jack quaid um and my friends eugene cordero and noelle wells and then a bunch of other again like a ton of other incredible guest stars that are yeah i'm just like thrilled that i get to do our fun that's little right. cartoon with is it yeah. it's
0: on cbs all access Am yeah right? that's okay
2: that's all things trek
1: But okay, so we like to end this, this interview with um, our, this section or segment that we call the facts or the FAQs, sort of random, related, unrelated questions. Um, so cool. the first question is, uh, what do you remember about your first comedy performance?
2: Uh, my first comedy performance, I was new to improvising and there were a lot of people in the audience, so I just stood in the background and literally played like appliances in this person's kitchen because i was like oh then i won't have to talk and i can just do like physicalities
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you were just an appliance in the
2: back basically i think i was a stove <laughs> maybe i was a fridge i literally just like jumped around their kitchen and then like let them open my arm to be like the oven and stuff
0: <laughs> well we got to start oh, somewhere guys <laughs> <laughs> truly <Totally. laughs> okay Okay, so here we go. You're on a stranded, you're stranded on a desert island with all the necessities you need to live the rest of your life, right? Except you are only allowed one movie, one TV show, and one album. What are they?
2: Um, the movie I'm going to bring is
1: The Big Blue. <laughs>
2: The Big Blue with Rosanna Arquette and Jean-Marc Barr. It's so weird. It's an 80s, trippy, weird dreamscape, and I just love it. It's about a man who thinks he's a dolphin. It's fantastic. Um, But it's not a comedy. It's very serious. Um, And then the show I'm going to bring, gosh, it's not long enough. I would, like, burn through it, but I guess I would just keep rewatching it. Um, I'd bring Halt and Catch Fire. That yeah. was one of my favorite favorite shows. I think it got cut short too soon, but yet they did they did a lot in that four seasons. Um, yeah, I think it was incredible. And album, I guess I'm gonna bring... oh gosh, this is hard. I'm probably gonna bring Janet Jackson the Velvet Rope.
1: Oh, oh so you you just answered the next question by the way. Well <laughs> maybe she didn't. Maybe <laughs> she
2: didn't. Was the next question Melvin what's Woke the best Jana Jackson
1: album? No. <laughs> Who would you rather be your best friend? Beyonce, Rihanna, or Jana Jackson? <laughs>
2: oh, okay though. Uh- Janet is far too quiet and mild-mannered for me. Beyonce is too intimidating and has too much of a hole, And she's, like, got too many kids. Sorry. I'm just like, we would never be able to hang out. Your kids would constantly need you. Um, So I'm going with Rihanna. Rihanna seems like my type of gal. Like, all I ever want to be is on a boat. My family makes fun of me because every vacation we take, I will pay some local person, fisherman, what the fuck ever, to put us in a boat and w- just ride around and take pictures pretending we're on a yacht. I'm like, I don't care. It's water. It's a boat. I don't care that there's fish in a bucket next to me. So <laughs> me and Rihanna, yacht life. Yes. That's good. Shout out to Rihanna.
1: I think Rihanna Shout would out be, to Rihanna. She
0: definitely she's, just, she's just like keeping us she's just baiting us with her new album Yeah, you know and also just side note i've been listening to that savage remix on repeat for some reason
1: have you have you you learned the dance yet i refuse (laughs) to do that i i do not want to
0: participate in any tiktok dances i just
1: and that song
0: you know when it came out and everyone was doing the tiktok dance i was all we get it savage and then they dropped that remix and then i started to pay attention because her verses i swear Mm -hmm
1: you know mm-hmm. she, she got a, it from
0: tina there's Gina. a dance remix too so but there's a dance remix can you do yeah it oh i gotta uh, find that
1: i gotta <laughs> find I am, that i'm not a tiktoker nor am i a dancer so i will spare you guys
0: that's okay well, <laughs> um i was the next question is interesting because i think i know what you i think we already know all your answers already yeah. really here. well so but okay because for you you'll you'll understand why. I was going to ask you would you rather live in the Star Wars or Star Trek universe? Uh but you know you're Ooh. you're in Star Trek, but I don't want you to I don't want you to get in trouble.
1: You can uh, you can do both too, I think. Oh uh, really? But, I, mean, I don't know. Honestly, you could be the cro- I, you could
0: be the person that brings the crossover.
2: You know what crossover I would want? I would want to live in the Star Trek universe just cuz things seem like cleaner (laughs) and but what i would do is i would bring some dvds and i would introduce them all to star wars i'd be like check out this other space like these people are in space but it's different um because yeah star wars just seems too dusty i love watching it but i don't want to be i don't want to be in all that dust and heat
0: (laughs) there's a lot of desert there's a lot and you know I, i feel like there's I don't know. There, there's a lot of problems with, you know, people. They're dealing with the different things, each universe, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just learned this. I mean, I've been a fan of Star Wars, but Star Wars apparently takes it, it, in the scroll, it says long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But it is basically history. And mm-hmm. it's not the now. And I think Star Trek is the future, right? Future, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah so. so that's what I want. I want the future because that proves we all made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good
1: point okay uh, next question what predominantly white tv series would you rather see remade with people of color
2: Ooh, predominantly white tv series be remade with people of color i mean maybe like a boy meets world i loved boy meets world when i was a kid
1: yeah um
0: did you hear that news about what the actress the the the, the actress um the black Luke, actress oh, oh Angela.
1: Oh, oh yeah apparently they were all very racist to her oh um, no yeah. except, uh, yeah. for, except yeah. for except no no, no. one uh, of them actually called her to apologize yeah i think it was and then the guy who, Eric. her
0: boyfriend
2: oh, who, oh Ryder strong
1: like, oh, okay okay
0: he was one that didn't wasn't racist toward her And then another one was racist and apologized, but apparently some of the other ones we won't name. have. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, no, sorry.
2: That's too bad. See, well, then this is good. Reboot it, put brown people in (laughs) it. That's
1: what I was going to say. This is why they need to reboot it. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then
2: um, our
0: final question is, uh, is, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, storyteller, creator that's not in the mainstream? that you think deserves more shine and people should know about, and you want to just give a shout out to them. Multiple answers is fine in this scenario too.
2: Ooh, yes. Um, Yes. There is a person who is all of those things that you named. He does everything. Um, He's also a director. I don't even know if you said director, but um, his name is Sean Walton and um, he is a director of theater. He's done like eight of the August Wilson um, cycle plays He is an incredible dancer and singer, but he also, like, he's just someone who will constantly, talk about a make-your-own-fun person. He makes his own fun. He makes his own work. He has a web series called Commune that's very good, and, you know, this business can be tough, and he is just undeterred, and I'm constantly impressed by his um, work, both in the entertainment space, but also he does a lot of work in the mental health space with this campaign called No Stigmas, so I, I think he's just doing it all. Sean Walton.
0: Sean Walton. Shout out to Sean. Yes.
1: Well, well, Tani, thank you. Thank you so much for for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully we'll be
0: able to meet each other in real life one day. And again, I don't know what the greeting will be in in a month (laughs) from now. Who knows?
2: You know, I don't know. Um, my, I, I
0: think a bow is is just in place. You know, uh,
2: I would yeah. do a bow. Also, a lot of the um, Trek folk are starting to hold up the Vulcan oh, salute, yeah. little live long thing. and prosper, or just yeah, or just,
0: a, just a look. You know, you know that, that's that's, that's yeah. a little creepy. <laughs> or that one scared or like me. A, or but
1: like a, or, like a, or like a nod, like acknowledging your, acknowledge your presence, like hey. I, I think oh, we, we yeah. talked
0: about this before, like a genuflex, or oh, yeah, a, uh-huh. yeah, you
1: said.
2: <laughs> yeah, we can lend the black people nod to everybody. You know black people see each other and just give a nod. We'll lend that out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: not well, Tony, thank, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank and you, and Space so
0: Force comes out the end of and the congrats. month, uh, and I'm, I'm so excited. And you know, 29th
1: May, twenty nine
0: 29th, and positive yeah. vibes mm-hmm. to you you know, stay safe, stay happy, stay focused and just keep doing what
1: you're doing. You guys too. Absolutely, thank you. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you. All right, thank you, guys. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a
2: trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say?